0: This is Let's Talk Arts and Entertainment on WMAY. I'm Kevin Hart and been talking a lot about Songs for a New World at the Hoagland Center for the Arts, the uh, filmed video production that is going to be streaming and you'll be able to watch it. I am talking with the director of that production, Craig Williams the second, are you?
1: I'm doing great, Kevin. Thanks for having me. On. Of course. Thank- better- so, oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, thanks for thanks for being on. So so uh, this show, tell us a little bit about the show, because I, I know I, I kind of have an idea. I've I've listened to the show. I have not actually I don't think I've seen it. So give give us a rundown of what Songs for a New World is all about.
1: So Songs for a New World is written by Jason Robert Brown, and it is it's kind of a unique show. It's really a compilation of songs or really a musical review of sorts. And there's not really a main narrative. There's not really a a story that connects all of those shows, but instead it's more of this theme. Um, And I I kind of see it as the theme of America, like coming to America um, and all the new experiences, all the change, all of the different pieces that go along to create, you know, a new world. And so we've kind of approached it in that, that same vein, but maybe even a little bit more to today. We're you know, we're really kind of approaching a new world as we know it, or of what we've, you know, gotten used to and loved with having to accommodate, you know, all of the different changes in health and, and COVID. So um and, and so in that vein, there are themes that you do see among a couple songs that seem to, to cross each other, but there's some there's some love and relationships. There's some questions about, you know, faith. And there's one about love of children and you know, childbirth. There's fear of, you know, career change. And then ultimately the whole show really kind of talks about hope and, and how, um, and that, how that really drives us forward as, as, uh, as people. Right. So, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's an interesting show, but, um, but definitely, um, entertaining and it has a little something for everyone.
0: Yes, sounds it, and it has a great cast that you've put together. Um, and uh, I also want to uh, talk a little bit about the. Um, I'm talking about the cast. This is a show. There are many musicals and that uh, we've both done where there's um, upwards of maybe 50 people on stage, and it's you know there's lots of obviously with uh, with COVID, it's not feasible at the moment to put up you know do a large. Everybody's on stage at the same time. Songs for a New World is a cast of four people, and um, from what I understand, they aren't um, it isn't a whole lot of like face-to-face interaction a whole lot. So how um, has how the, the process been of rehearsing and um, and how has the process just in general been uh, with uh, doing a show the way that you are doing it? You know, so
1: normally you would rehearse a show for six to eight weeks. And you would have everybody um, learn the music, learn the blocking based on what parts of the show they're in. And and so in this show, because there are only four people, they do get a lot of stage time. Yeah. So there are several solos and there's a duet. But then the majority of the songs, I would say, are ensemble where there's a soloist or a couple people with some, some specific solos and then everybody else comes in or is back up singing. So, you know, in that regard, um, because it's only four, four people and there's 16 songs, you know, we could have a short rehearsal. But ultimately, um, you know, we had to space everybody out and they had to wear masks. And luckily, we were able to use microphones during rehearsal so they could still he- hear each other. And that, that's probably the biggest thing about this show that was, you know, a, a challenge was making sure they could hear each other during rehearsal because that's a big part of learning your part and mm-hmm. seeing where you fit in. And some of this music is really difficult, very complex. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's an awesome challenge. But so in that regard, we, we kind of figured that part out. The The next challenge was really how do you put four people on stage and have them interact without touching or getting too close to each other. And that part of it, this show really lends itself to, because it's, it can almost feel like a concert. But I think we spaced the, you spaced know, everybody out pretty well and, and we were able to still create, um, you know, like an environment or, or relationships with those people, and and then on top of that, we had some projections for each of the, the songs, and that kind of created some space. Um, but we we really kind of had a wide open stage and played it so that we were COVID friendly, and um, you know, I think I kind of approached that as kind of the puzzle to solve. You know, creative the creative juices of anything really are or to solve or, or resolve a problem or, or make what I've got work. And so that was, that was kind of a fun and new way of trying to block or put people on stage in various ways that would still, you know, suffice in that regard.
0: Yeah. And you talked a little bit about the, uh, the projections. Um, I talked uh, the other day with Reggie Guyton, who is um, also helping out on the show as well with lights uh, because that, and I'm, a little bit about the the projections what are they uh um i mean not not you know giving too much away but i mean they, they you said you know it's about you know coming into this new world is it different are the projections are they like different periods in time or is it like expressing different feelings that the characters are are going through or what's um what's what's all going on there
1: that's a good question because this show really doesn't have specific points in time necessarily. A couple do the second or the third song of the show. Um, it's about being, um, in a high rise of a New York city tower. So in the end, you know, it's pretty specific, but for the most part, it was a little bit more about creating an atmosphere or trying to emphasize a feeling, but, you know, Brett Rutherford is the, is the designer mm-hmm. of those projections, and we work together uh, very well, and, and we've worked together several times, and one of the, the overarching themes that we kind of came into was that we're treating this like a dream, that, you know, there are various things or various meanings that come to mind when you think of the the words of these songs or the ideas of these songs. So some of them are almost like a compilation of 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 photos or videos of of nature or of, you know, cities. And so that part of it was actually a lot more fun because there were a lot less boundaries for us to really kind of explore as far as projection goes. And, and that, that was, um, that was really kind of neat. So we've got a little bit of that. We had some where we were telling a love story and, and Brett did some video and, Um, green screening and created this really, really nice representation um, via projection. And then at the very end, there's a special montage, um, which really kind of caps everything off really nicely um, about the arts and Springfield and the Hoagland and theater and how, you know, we can still think back on those memories. And so this was a perfect show to showcase um, a little bit of of personality, I guess, um, in ways that we wouldn't be able to do with other shows where there's a certain time, place, um, or atmosphere. But, um, you know, Brett Brett is is very, very good, and he spent hours and hours and hours coming up with different ideas, and uh, I think it it really kind of caps each song off really nicely.
0: Yeah, it sounds it, and that sounds super cool. I'm, of course, very excited to see the show, see all that... All that sort of plays into everything. And talking about video, um, we've both done shows where, you know, the, the shows are filmed, but they are, you know, they're during a performance, you not, don't necessarily know which one is going to be filmed. But because this show is being filmed, or has just been filmed last week, to be put on the streaming platform, what was it like um, doing the show, just doing the sh- show to, to film it? I mean, what what was that? what was that like how'd you guys go through that that process
1: really i don't know that i treated it too different um than what i would normally ultimately i was still putting on a show on a live in in a live venue on stage um for the purposes of showing it to an audience and not not how you would think of like a tv show it was that there was a seated audience right So we still blocked everything in the same venue. We lit everything basically the same. And then when it came to the filming, you know, there were, they just had several cameras to make sure they got every angle. So when they they go and actually edit everything together that it all fits. So in in that, you know, in that spirit, I I really didn't treat it too different. Um, You know, we had to be very specific though about how we captured the sound because yeah. when, w- when you, when you do actually record live, um, you know, you have to determine, you know, are you going to be able to record these pieces separately so you can actually mix them, you know, post that, you know, uh, post filming. Right. So, um, you know, we actually recorded all the instruments separately and all of the voices separately so we could do that. And so that took a little bit of, of doing, and that was something new. Uh, my brother actually ran sound, uh, for Bob, and he uh, actually really got into that. He was was really trying to make sure that as we were rehearsing, getting ready to film, that he was ready and, and knew exactly how to adjust everything so that we were getting a really nice sound from everyone so that in the end, we could do that mixing. I think that was probably the biggest um, change from what we would normally do to prepare. And I imagine that as a, if a show gets bigger, that it, it becomes even more difficult to do something like that. And the equipment gets a lot more complex. But, um, other than that, it was, um, it was, it was interesting to, to do it to nobody. I I'm sure. I think the performers yeah. all probably had, you know, um, they had to be a little bit more self-motivated to share the energy. Cause you know, as a performer, you really do feed off the energy of the, of the audience. Oh yeah. Uh, of their laughs or their, you know, their, their, you know, um, mm-hmm. applause and we don't, we didn't get any of that. <laughs> yeah. so, um, in fact, we didn't do it at all. So, you know, we, we remained in complete silence to ensure that it was clean. But, um, so yeah, um, I, uh, it was a different experience. I, th- I thought it was positive and, in the end, it was kind of a different way of looking at um, how theater can reach other people. So I, I can't imagine this will be the end of this. Um, maybe just the beginning. So we'll, we will see how it goes. All
0: right. Yeah. And so, so do you think? Uh, were there? I mean, I know that the the spirit of lincoln is also going to be filmed do you do you foresee more uh, productions similar to this that are going to be um i mean in the in the near future that will be put together in the same way
1: yeah i think i would hope so you know i i'm interested to see and i'm and i'm hoping that people support and yes. and actually do stream i think that will be kind of the determining factor is this will this translate well for uh people at home will they will they actually you know, buy in and, and I hope that they do. Cause I, I will say that I thought that the the show was great. Um, you know, as you said that the, the cast with Mary Kate Smith and Damien Kaplan, Justin Baker Carter, and, um, Jasmine French mm-hmm. were all, you know, amazing. They, they really took to their characters. They really gave an amazing performance and I think people should see it. In fact, you know, I'm hoping that more people would be able to see it in this way than we would normally see. So, yeah, I think that will be the biggest determining factor is, is the response. So I'm hoping that people do respond and, um, and, and join
0: us. I hope so, too. How are people going to be able to watch this performance? When is it, and how will they be able to purchase tickets to watch it? The
1: so I believe um, that it is next weekend, the 9th, 10th, and 11th, and let me check. I think if you head to the, the Hoagland Center for the Arts uh, website, which is um, hcfta.org, um, there should be more information about getting tickets and, and how you'll be able to stream through the uh, ticket streaming service that, um, that will be hosting the actual, the actual show. Um, and that will be, as I said, on hcfta.org. Um, on October 9th, 10th, and 11th. Um, and those are all at 7 p.m. And to buy, you can go on the, the Hoagland website, which will take you to the show tickets for you, um, and purchase those for $20 for a single ticket or group tickets for
0: $30. All right. Um, we will have all this information linked as well, so people will be able to purchase the tickets, support the arts, and see what I'm sure is a wonderful production. I'm very excited to see it. Craig, thank you so much for joining me, um, and we'll talk again soon.
1: Awesome. Thanks for having me, Kevin.
0: You're welcome.